Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are you ready for two aging mid level Hollywood celebrities who think a podcast is a good idea and who ask the eternal question to fill the hole in their soul? Did we do it? Here they are, Cajun Kevin! Hello, can you hear me? Give me an option to leave meeting. That you're hold, recording. That hold, seemed to be hold for plane. A good hold, Brexit. Hold for plane. Hold what, for mine? plane. Your plane, yeah. Mm. You can't hear that? The plane flying over my house? Yeah, I, I can hear that. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out to me, though. For everyone at home, uh, I live near an airport, Burbank. Hollywood Burbank Airport. We did, and is it Bob Hope? Yes. Oh, he, he owned most of the valley. Yeah. And uh, was a real son of a bitch. That's what I heard. He's a real son of a bitch. But back then it was almost a, <laughs> a badge of honor. A badge of honor. Badge of honor. He's a real yeah. son of a bitch, that guy. <laughs> With a smile. A wink and can a you smile. Do, uh, can you do some Bob Hope for us? You know... That one's a little outside of the frame of reference. I'd have to hear some. What do you got? It's a little more. For you listeners at home, Kevin is the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> I was just doing some Russell Brand and pre-show for you. What? For you, remember? Yeah. Why? Kyle, are you why ready you... to be on my podcast? You know that depression <laughs> is not real. You know, they uh-huh. say it's a situation with with your serotonin levels. Who came up with that, Kyle? Pharmaceutical uh-huh. companies. Oh. <laughs> That's my whistle brand. Is he, uh, he's down on Big Pharma, I bet. Yeah, he's down on all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He wears a lot of beads, a lot of open shirts. Have you ever checked out his he YouTube? Does. What is that? You know, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he talks really fast. Mm. So it's hard to really like, well, the guy must be really smart because he's he's, staying he's a got a lot of right. He's got a staff, though. I heard he's got writers. It's not coming. Uh, just, oh, no. Yeah. Really? Mm. I thought that was coming out of his butthole. I know that's what the that's what a show business will have you believe. But uh, David Letterman, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind. Showbiz. David Letterman had writers. Yeah. Leno writers. Wait, well, hold on. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon writers. No, not Jimmy. Even the greatest comedic mind. Is he the best? Is is Fallon the best? <laughs> I mean, I he's mean, the most he affable. Is. He's the most affable. It seems. It seems like he's a hollow <laughs> suit, though. It seems like he's he's just been a robot created for late night. He's perfect for late night because he. But isn't he, it too perfect? It seems like. It's well, he's perfect. the very thing that we joke about, like like that Seth Rogen said, like you know when he. Okay, met he's Con- not having as much fun as he. Is he's demonstrating? Yeah, I did see a clip of him and Olivia Newton-John singing "You Don't Want to and uh, mm. he seemed really into it. But then I also noticed no. a tinge of sadness while There's he always, was. Yeah. There's always. I think that's the boost. Remember, he's he's addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Remember, he was falling over all the time. He was getting drunk. He was he was having too much fun, but he had to drink to get there. And then he'd fall over, break his thumb, 
to be out of the show for a week. You're saying he was drunk on the show? Hey, listen, listen. No, no. He, but when, you know, he had to keep the party going, I think. Right, right, right. Well, you know how it is. I mean, when you get off stage, I see you. You're like a whole different person when you get off stage. You're like, your eyes are, they're they're wide. You're kind of, there's there's a glowing coming off you. That could be the mushrooms. (laughs) That could be, uh, well, that could be the big pharma. Those could be the pills I'm on. Kyle, it's not real. It was serotonin. It's, no. is, it's not. It's created by Big Pharma. Get off you know, the pills, Kyle. When you get something that works, just ride it. Just oh, keep yeah. riding it all the way. Just to the Kyle, I'm riding it to the end. Let me know if it's, if I if I'm beating the horse. Uh, listen, we're gonna take. Gonna- now just switch to Charlie Watts, just real quick. Just give me a little. It's so Waltz, wasn't he kind of like a beat beetle? No, that's a little more. Play the drums. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, it's good to see you. Everybody, yeah. that was what we call a cold open. Here we are. Did we do it with Kyle and yes. Kevin? Surprise episode. Did we Surprise do episode. it? Underscore. We're back. Yeah. Oh, Guess so he's back. <laughs> Did we do it? Is back. <laughs> Guess he's back. Did we do, do it? Is it back. Is back. <laughs> Get it back. Get it back. Get it back. Um, uh, well, here's the thing. Hold for playing. Hold for playing. Kevin has been sending me a lot of Jerry Garcia videos on my DM. Yeah. And I'm sliding into your DMs. And if each time he does, I'm like, why? Why did he send I'm me? trying to convince you that he is actually a good guitarist. I know you don't <laughs> believe so. So I try That's... to find clips. <laughs> Where I feel like he's I jammed. enjoy Jerry. Okay. I might enjoy Jerry more than you even imagine. And yet, like that was a clip from '71. Yeah, it was good. One and I think it was, and you know what? All I heard, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I heard the one. I got. God, if there was just another drummer. In there. <laughs> if they if just only Mickey playing a drum, Mickey. But that was after that. Mickey's dad uh, tried to rip off the band. Am I wrong? You're correct. He was the manager, and that's he what felt the song. Shame. He's gone's about. Yeah, he he took the money and ran to Mexico. I'm running with all the dead money going out of the country. Well, the music business was the Wild West back then. All my friends' money. Um, Yeah. Well, that's not the reason why. The the fact that I send you Jerry Garcia uh, DMs is not the reason Mm -hmm. why we've been out of the loop. You've been very busy with a little band. We like to call <laughs> Tenacious D. You've been on the road. You have an audio book that's come out called oh my The Road to Redunction. <laughs> Redunction? Redunculus. No, Redunction. Um, uh, how are the numbers on The Road to Redunction? I, unfortunately, I have a gag order from uh, Tenacious D Industries. I can no longer, yeah, unless Jack is here, present. I cannot comment. I cannot extol. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, saw fit. My hands are tied. I wish I could go off on that band. In fact, I'm I'm not supposed to supposed to say the band that shall not be, is like Sirius Black. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Band that shall not be named. You know what I saw, though? Well, the only reason I bring it up is because in that time, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Jack, I know you're listening. I <laughs> meant no harm. 
Uh, I'm here. You see just... what I'm up against, Jack. You see what I'm up against. Well, go ahead. Well, the reason why I brought it up was because I had to. We had someone on the books. We have a special guest today, and you were not available to speak to. Who was that? Who was Tanya? That? Oh, I don't know. Why I said it in two 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 syllables. Tanya Raymond. Now, you might be familiar with Tanya she, from a little okay. show called Lost, which ran from 2006 to 2010. Oh, my God. That's right. She was also was a on, very big show. She played Alex Rousseau, a very key character. She was mm. also in a little show called Malcolm mm. in the Middle. She played Jody what? Arias in the oh Lifetime original movie These are all- feature, Jody Arias. And she and I met on a show called Goliath, written by a small scribe named David E. Kelly, starring Billy Bob Thornton. There's more to come. Kyle has a question. Kyle. Confession. Confession. Yes. yes. I don't think I've seen any of those shows. You never saw my Goliath? <laughs> I think I tried okay. on the first Dude, one. I watched Did you your send hacks. me a... I watched your hacks. I know I had one scene, though. Did you send me over just your scenes? Is I'll there a real... Do. Dan Barron, real? My, my agent, I know you're listening to this. Can you send over, Kyle, my scenes, please? <laughs> I am very curious. What, who were you this time? Who were you? I was Ned Baring, an agoraphobic mm. uh, oh, whistleblower who uh, had to kind of take down wow. a, a corporation who committed some malfeasance. So it was a triumph of conscience, to. really. Well, I didn't want you... to because fear of repercussions, a.k.a. Oh, right. death. But Billy, Billy comes in and convinces me, well, you got to do this. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be all right, Ned. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. You can come to stay and you're going to yeah. do it. You know. Is that Billy Bob? Yeah, it was a little little fast for Billy Bob. He's a little more like laconic. Mm-hmm. You Could know. you do some sling blade for me? Could you do mm-hmm. a little sling blade? <laughs> That's all I got. Just for everybody, I, Kevin had no idea I was going to bring up sling yeah. blade. And then there it was. Could you, it was just a little more. <laughs> <laughs> That's similar to my Chris Walken. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, she was also on the last ship, uh, the Big Bang yeah. Theory. She's got some big, uh, she's got some stuff coming up that she told me about, um, which she's we good. don't get. Well, to. I'm excited to hear it. I wasn't able to be there that yeah. time, but that's more just because I don't like guests in general. You don't like guests. She's got it. Oh, she's but got it. She just I shot a movie. Hold on, hold doing. for plane. Hold for plane. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of planes coming in today. Sunday morning. It's Sunday. People are traveling. They want, they have dreams. They're going. Uh, she Sunday just did a movie with Emile Hirsch called The Stenographer that's coming out soon. It's got a Coen oh. Brothers. Oh, I thought it was directed by the Coen Brothers, but it's you a Coen You wouldn't think Brothers. a stenographer would be, a, would be enough for a movie, but the Coen Brothers. No. You know what? They can raise not, the level of it anything. It wasn't the Coen Brothers. It's Coen Brothers kind of thing. <laughs> She wrote. Oh, it's so, Cohen-esque. It's a Cohen adjacent. <laughs> that was their that was yeah, their no, vision no, 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 go for, for the piece. That, that's what you know, whatever you're describing something, just well, name I it. love them. I love oh, the Cohen sure. brothers. <clears throat> so even people trying to be the Cohen brothers may not be it's interesting. Not be, yeah, she's also got a movie. And it's called The Stenographer. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's great. It's almost like what else? What the else court the court reporter. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> Kyle's assistant coming soon. Uh, That's my lovely a, assistant. My lovely assistant. That sounds better. She's got a movie called Future Days, which is premiering at Cinequist. 
this Saturday, the 20th, uh, which uh, actually has already passed. That was that was last night. But this episode is going to drop That's, soon. And uh, anyway, why didn't you I have to talk with her without you. And I'm going to say right now, it went fine. I was okay. <laughs> well, of course any... it did. You I, I you love talking. Issues. I really That's do. That's the reason for this show. I do. I love talking to people. Chatting with Kim. Well, should we roll it? Let's do this. I can't wait to hear. Should we Kim, go to what it right Kim now? Kim has to say. Who? What's her name? Kim. What's her name? Tanya Raymond. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tanya. Oh, her name is Tanya. Yeah, Kyle's, Tanya. A, Kyle's a big fan. All right, let's go to it. Carter, <laughs> can you roll it now, please? Five, four, three, two. I say no, or did you eventually cast no, somebody else? No, you didn't say no. No, we did. Remember, we did that great read through with Patty Lapone and everyone on. Oh, Zoom that Zoom. was your TV show. That I love that, that was idea. A TV show. I mean, yeah. I'll cast you in everything. I just have to get something out in the world. You know? No, you so made really a film fun. though about that. No, that was fantastic about a woman who is. Can I say? I don't want someone to steal the idea, but she's, no, I come on. No, she, no, you no we say. have a huge listenership. Uh, somebody out there of the six hundred people who listen may. Grab your idea and run for the run, run to Hollywood. But it was uh, about a woman who works for a meal. Yeah, she gets uh, a, angels that's on wheels. Right. What was it called? Mm-hmm. Meals on wheels. Um, and uh, or version of that. And she ends up. Um, it's about her misadventures becoming kind of friends with the the not so senior community uh, on yeah. welfare and and sort of um, you know. I, my guy wasn't a senior though. What, are you? Was he I a senior? Though. No, for the no, lo- oh, Jesus no, God Christ. No, Kevin, Is that of why you cast not. me? Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I just read for something. Young. I read for something where the guy was supposed to be 40. All right. And Patty Lapone was there. She was playing one of the characters. And I was way too, I think I embarrassed myself. I was so complimentary. I was like, Patty, no, I'm such a big so, fan. She's I really awesome. Patty Lapone, no, no, Broadway she, you didn't embarrass yourself at all. You were great. Well, I mean, just in terms of how effusive I was. I have this thing where, like, if I meet people that I like now, I just tell them because I'm beginning feel, to be that way too. Yeah. I, I think I spent people. so long being so uptight and so worried about the impression I was making. And it met so many amazing people that, frankly, if I just opened my big mouth and said I really love them, it probably would have, I don't know, you know, I could have kept in touch or developed a nice really. It's so stupid. What kind of weird. Yeah. Like code. Am I living by who gives a shit? Hey, you're trying to be too I cool for school. I used to be like that too. Like, oh yeah, I know who you are, Tom Hanks, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. We're let me together. ignore everything you've ever done and not call attention <laughs> to the one thing that I'm obsessed with, which is your talent, your career, everything that you've, you know. Especially when you're working, with- especially when you're working with somebody on a peer level. It was like when we met on the show Goliath with the great Billy Bob Thornton. Um, <laughs> and you were so fantastic in that. You played a Brittany Gold. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of a woman of the evening with a heart of gold. Is that why exactly. she was named Gold? I and have then, a but feeling towards no be... spoilers, towards the end, she, I mean, quickly exited that profession. I feel very like. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very early mm-hmm. story point. 
Mm-hmm. She was quite she bright. She did it. She moved. It was very brief. Yeah, it was very brief. But and uh, you know, once a hooker, always a hooker. It stays. It stays with you. You know what I mean, Kevin? I don't. No, I don't. I'm. <laughs> you can't undo uh, now, what's been done. Did you tell Billy and or uh, Mr. Hurt, uh, William Hurt, who just passed away? Uh, did you tell them how much you admired them? Not in so many words. I'm sure I tried to intimate it throughout the course of, you know, five seasons in, yeah, you, in like they, the weirdest, they, most backward way possible, at least with Billy. I mean, I, I hope that it's so tough because it, you have a short window of time. It, it's kind of like when you first meet someone and you don't quite catch their name, you've got like maybe a week to keep asking them what their name is. And there's no yeah. offense, no offense taken. No. You solidify the name. It's in your memory bank and you never have to feel weird about it. If you miss that window, you're an asshole. You have to keep right. pretending you know who they are when you don't or you don't remember. And and it creates so much anxiety. It's unnecessary. And then, you know, who knows? Why? What's the point? I, I feel that I'm way so with the neighbors in- that I walk around in the neighborhood with. There's some people I've known for like 17 years. I'm like, it's too late to ask their name. It's so weird. Point. It's too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, just hey, like guy. Pretend to, pretend to ignore each other. or, or No, know, no, we or, wave. Hello. They know my um, name. It's too late now it, for me. Unless I introduce, I do, if I have a friend with me, I'm like, this is, and then they introduce themselves and then right. they get the name. It's yeah. the classic That's move. The best. But I know what you mean. In terms of the professional situation, you you're, it's too late at that point. I remember when I met Victor Garber, like the very first day on Alias, I told him, huge fan. Yeah. I saw you in, you know, I mentioned every play that I saw him in. I saw him in art with Alfred Molina and I told yeah. him how much I enjoyed it. And he was it's like, well, thank you, my boy. Thank you. You know, and, he, and mm. I, I was a boy then. So he could refer to me as such. Oh. He's English. Is he English? No, but he has kind oh. of a, that's kind of his, he walks around with a bit of a, he does. Yes, everything is good. And then the, he was so effusive and lovely and positive. And then as soon as the camera started rolling, he was like, oh, okay, my boy, we're about to go. And then it was, it became Jack Bristow. And now I'm Jack Bristow. He would just switch on a dime. We're the ones that are the, we're, we're the ones with the problem. I mean, obviously as a profession, we're actors, we do things for a living. People can comprehend that there, there can be two versions. There's the version that forgets you're a fan of the work and can just act in in the scene with you. And then there's the everyday life. Like I can be, you know, I'm, I'm aware of what I've accomplished. You can be a fan and we can still work together. Those two things can exist at the same time. Yeah. It's, and I think our, Billy, I mean, <laughs> well, you also see like with Billy, I don't know if you had this experience, like he was the most relaxed actor I've ever worked with. I loved working with him. Yes. Very Absolutely. present, right. Listened. But then he would tell me how much neuroses he had and like anxiety because I was like, oh, Billy, you want to get a cup of coffee? I'm going to grab a coffee. He's like, oh, no, man. You know, I only have one at one in the morning because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm anxious as it is. I'm like, you're anxious. You seem like the most calm actor I've ever run across. However, he felt same. like he constantly had to yeah. uh, work on the script and justify that he had won two Academy Awards for writing and, or maybe it was one, but uh, for, for uh, a sling wave. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, he was talking about the script and talking about all the rewrites that were happening in season one and those, those secret meetings inside the trailer. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, I want, I want an Academy Award. They should be listening to me. I'm like, yes, I, I know. I know. I yeah. Was that happening? Cause I was only in the first season. Did that continue to happen 
with uh, the constant rewrites as? Um, no, because some things changed as it went on. But, you know, I had different showrunner. Too. I had the exact mm-hmm, I had the same um, exact same conversation with him. One of our first scenes that we ever shot together. He told you like, he won an Academy Award. <laughs> no, he told me that he was like crippled with a. Oh, anxiety. Being too forthcoming anxiety. And, oh, and he's and, not listening to this. And how nervous he was that, that yeah. to do this scene and to act. He said something like, like to act in the scene with me. I don't think he meant it like with me in particular, but just the scene in general. And I probably took it as a compliment or, or thought it had something to do with me, which it probably didn't. But I, I, I remember saying exactly what you said, which was you're nervous. Yeah. I was, I was terrified. Everybody's nervous, it turns out. <laughs> I guess but you know yeah, what? we're all going to the same show. I saw John Lennon being uh, on the airplane as flying back from my sister's wedding. And he was talking about someone asked him this. He goes, oh, you ever get insecure? He's like, well, you know, as long as you work and that's when you're not insecure, you know, it's uh, the work, you know, if you're not working, you get insecure. You're thinking too much about what you did. And uh, was that, was that, a, I only did that story. So I it's really good. My no, no, I was there. I was okay. there. I felt like you were, you were right there with me. Uh, and it's I'm kind sorry of true. If I'm not like, too quick right now, Kevin, I, no, like no, everything no. you say kind of like bounces back to me. And I feel like there's a little bit of a, a brain delay. No, you're doing great. You're really <laughs> doing great. So uh, you're working uh, with those guys on the show. It you, felt. This is like, what I'll say about this yeah. is what I'll say about Billy, which is funny. I think it's that that interesting phenomenon that you're describing is that it seems. You know, I think when when people say of actors of note that are that are you know really accomplished, that are tr- like tremendous actors and super pr- supremely gifted, and they say things like you just said, what we're talking about, like so relaxed, so easy to get along with, makes the whole thing like feel like it's nothing. Seems like it's off the cuff. Like I actually think all of that. It's interesting. It just shows how unselfish of an actor he is i think all of that is really truly designed to make whomever it is that he's acting with comfortable Mm. enough to make it the best it can be and maybe that's a survival thing within the scene or or an an effort to make it as great as it possibly can be maybe that's a protective thing for him too but it's like it's so outward it's like all it's like everything about his energy is designed to like make you feel good which is interesting. That seems, that seems so not an interior exercise in acting. It's, you know, Christ, it's like you spend so much time trying to get out of your own fucking head so that you don't, you know, so it's not always about you. But I noticed that with Billy and, and you don't get it that often. But I think it probably requires an, a tremendous amount of effort. And maybe for him, oh my God, this is my... My Jungian, not Jungian, but my psychoanalyst analysis of this, but who knows what he's thinking. Maybe that frees him in a way because then he's not so focused on this, but, but I don't know. No, I think you're right. Because I learned long ago that the better the performance, well, I'm still learning that, (laughs) but that the, that the, especially when I had kids, I was like, Oh wait, you mean I'm not number one. The, uh, the, the, if you place the, if you focus on the other actor, whether you're trying to get a reaction out of them, you have a, you go to the mammoth school of acting, you have an objective, you're trying to, you know, use some sort of action to achieve a reaction, or you're just listening, your performance will inevitably be better. Because I don't know if you've noticed over the years, especially, I mean, on stage, yes, but like when you, of course, but when you watch back something you've done, oftentimes they'll use the take of you 
reacting honestly because they're sitting in the editing bay and they're like, oh, okay, that seems like a real moment. That seems like a real moment. That reaction is a real moment. You know, the real moments occur often when you're just listening and it's not this super prepared, rehearsed, you know, execution of something you did the night before. Of course, you should be prepared, but he's prepared. But I feel like he also just kind of learns it and then he lets it go. And that's really, I, I know he learns it, but then he's able to be present, listen, let it go, react. Because I remember I, I you know, was playing this guy who was agoraphobic and he was in his head. And Your he character was, right was so great. Well, he was right there. He's looking at me and he's staring right at me like, it's all right. He's trying to, he had an action. I'm going to try to get you to help me. And I felt it and I was resistant, but he wore me down. Billy slash well, Billy, his character's name is Billy, which was weird. But uh, it was weird. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So Completely. it's just good. It's good acting at the end of the day. He realizes that the better the actor with him is, the better he will be. But it's interesting because he has a very particular kind of rhythm, a very particular kind of way of speaking and yeah. a sort of energy that like, you know, energies and unspoken oh god who the fuck this maybe this is so obnoxious but i mean you know no, since no. we're on the topic listen, of listen. acting people tune in they want to hear about the acting you so know tell me I what mean, you're gonna say yeah you're so hypersensitive and and attuned to every little micro feeling and and and, and vibration of energy and whatever it is that's going on in, mm. in on set when you're filming something it almost seems like it's like a state of hyper awareness probably because of nerves and adrenaline and the cameras are rolling and you're inhabiting some character you're sitting across from someone that you may or may not be intimidated by or that you're kind of have a crush on in the context of the scene or oh. not saying in this particular you know yeah. right, I, know. I wasn't saying me i'm just saying oh who would you have a crush on william hurt all of these like kind of like this like <laughs> bubbling of energy that like doesn't that almost feels yeah. like grander than what you experience in your regular life because everything is is hyper exaggerated right or at least that's our perception of it right what i'm trying to get at is um it, it focuses with, you within the with context of the right but with lesser actors that are kind of wayward in, in their direction or that I don't think are are like as like gifted or strong, like somebody not as good as Billy, let's say, you know, you can get influenced by their speech patterns and, and, and all that crap in like a negative way that will make you do the wrong thing. That will make mm. you react in ways that it's sort of mimicking or parroting kind of their their patterns in a way that has nothing to do with your character. And if you're nervous or insecure or any of that crap, all that feeds into it and you start to kind of you're you're doing you're kind of imitating what they're doing and it's not right for your your thing for your person your character your being whatever That's with billy even though he had such a strong presence and essence yeah there was something about acting with him or being in the scenes with him where you didn't get sucked into that in a way that didn't make sense for you you right. could st he still gave you all the freedom and space to like be your character it's right. very interesting. I've been on the other side of it where like some dickhead actor, pretty kind of like, I don't know, effervescent and over the top in their performance or like quiet and demure and barely speaking and boring would pull me into those fucking patterns. And, and I would come back home thinking, what the hell did I do? Are you Why did I let about, myself be influenced by that way? Are you talking about 
Frankie Munoz. No, no. On one of your early even... jobs. Let's circle back <laughs> to the beginning. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. I agree with you. Yes, you can easily. Yeah. His way, his approach allows you to create and stay true to whatever you've developed while he's so confident in his creation at the same time he's not it's not ego driven it's just kind of but then by his own admission he says that he isn't and he's racked with anxiety it's so funny our perception of people we could be very we're very wrong a lot of the time well he's racked with anxiety maybe you know in life yeah i don't know i don't know let's get him it's it's, it's, well here's the thing i have a surprise for you we have billy in the waiting room come on in (laughs) billy no, we don't. So wait, you were born. Let's let's uh Goliath is a great show for those who haven't seen it. Season yes. one, season one is the best. It's the only one I was in. <laughs> a lot of people do think season one yeah, is the I best. mean it got a little weird with the guy the amputee, I think we know what? The amputee mm. season. That was a mm. that kind of freaked me out a little. But then I thought I love this I love the last two seasons. I felt like it was back on track. So you were born in LA like me. We're both Angelinos. Woo! Yeah, not a lot of us. They're not a aren't lot you of a us. a valley boy? I'm a valley boy. Oh, yeah. Why are we even talking? Christ. My mother still lives in the same house I grew up in. You're saying locals only, bro? Locals only? <laughs> I am, yeah. Malibu? Yeah, West Side. I used West to get yelled at. We would go to the we go to Zuma and they'd be like, locals only, bro. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry, we came from Encino. This is our turf, man. You from yeah. the valley? Yeah, what a val. Uh, anyway. Yes, I grew up. <laughs> I was born at Cedar Sinai. As was I. So was I. Uh-huh. I remember. But I'm this. I'm older than you. I was born in the downtown Cedar Sinai. You were born Ooh, in the, I rough. Know, you I know. <laughs> you were born the same when my kids were born, which is in in uh, you know West LA. That's Not West right. LA. I'm it sorry, West Hollywood. West, West Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Across like from Jerry's Deli. Yeah. I don't know why I had <laughs> to Jerry's say that. Jerry's Deli still. Around? Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Is Jerry <laughs> Deli still around? Jelly's Deli. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. It might have closed. Pandemic. What about your valley location is gone? I think it's gone. Yeah. Nobody wants the pastrami sandwiches, the $17 sandwiches anymore. It's too expensive for the millennials. Let's let's be honest, though. They were never really that good. I mean, the the, the trying to simulate the pastrami sandwich or your your real good deli food from New York never really worked in LA. It's a lot of things that LA tries to copy about New York. Doesn't get right, and I don't even fucking know New York. I barely spent. I, I was like, "What do you mean? You grew up here? Settle down there. It's easy over there." Jesus, oh my god, some LA well, I was bashing, self hated, self hating LA Angelino. Nineteen eighty eight. I was born in Cedar Sinai. Nineteen eighty eight. And we, I grew up on the West Side, so I've been West in side? West LA my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to uh, my mother is French. I went to a private French school called Lycée Français, uh, mm-hmm. which is also in West LA, Pico mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Um, and uniforms. Was that like a uniform school for the kids? Uniforms, yeah. buttoned up, collared, white shirt, navy blazer, uh, pleated gray skirt, and knee high socks. I was wishing I had a uniform because then it's like I don't have to decide what to wear. Mm. You know what it's I mean? It's not what you think. Well, oh. I mean, it's it's democratic in that sense. There was a couple of funny things about my school. Um, yes, we had uniforms every day. If you were a messy person that was disorganized like me as a kid. Um, you'd think you would have no trouble finding 
your outfit to wear in the morning to get dressed. Could never right. find it. Was missing the shirt. Couldn't find the socks. Couldn't find the skirt at the same time. Things were, I mean, it was like a you constant. sound like my battle. daughter with the softball uniform. She's like, where are my socks? I'm like, I don't oh, know where your socks are. Yeah. So there were no way to differentiate yourself like from the pack. So the really pretty, like uh, popular girls would sort of make little, little accoutrement adjustments to their outfits. Mm, scrunchies. Uh, rolling the skirts like as far uh, up as you possibly could get them getting sure. knee-high socks that were like maybe a little cuter looking than like the standard issue military grade cotton socks they made us yeah. wear you weren't one of thing, the po- were you one of the popular kids you weren't you were the theater nerd is that what you're saying uh i was kind of a nerd and also um i began working so early that i couldn't give a fuck about like my social status at the school. So you, you, how did you uh, start working as a kid? Where did that, did somebody find you at the mall? Like, uh, you know, sipping a malted, like the classic Hollywood story. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get started in the business? Well, my school was, um, so none of my family ever did it. It wasn't even like that. We had no concept of, of what any of that meant. Right. Uh, at my, my school was pretty like academic focused. It sort of followed a very strict like French uh, learning program. Yeah. One year we had a drama class and uh, our drama. I don't know. Uh, it was our one extracurricular that existed. It was in fourth grade and they were doing the Wizard of Oz as a play. And uh, it was like a high school play, but I was in middle school. I was a little kid. I must have been nine years old, 10 years old. Yeah. And the girl who played Dorothy, like wanted to fuck off and, you know, get high with her boyfriend or whatever, dropped out of the play and then they needed somebody to play the role. I ended up. She had cast- no worth ethic, that kid. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, getting cast in it. And then there was um, an agent there. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like imaginative and could memorize stuff and love that movie. It was one of the only movies I think I'd ever seen at that time. I didn't watch much TV as a kid. And uh, and then I signed with an agent after that and just started auditioning. But my parents... Because no of clue. because you were in Wizard of Oz and you I were just Dorothy like a cute... Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Precar- mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, Dorothy, but you were just like a cute, precarious kid. I was like kind of imaginative and sort of like dreamy and quiet and like to read and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. And then so what, so you started auditioning and you, did you, did you love it as a kid or were you just like, what is this? You know yeah, what I, mean? like, I loved it. I was very, like, I had a really good work at, like I was a little militant little, like yeah, I knew that, you're still that I had to do a good job. I saw your cards <laughs> on the wall with the script you're writing. <laughs> I knew that I had. Is there a part for me in the new script? That's really why we're doing this. I want to know. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, there better be. God damn it. I'm very big in Australia. I'm very big in Australia. Um, And uh, it turns out, like um, Namibia, I get a lot of fans messaging me. I swear to God, from African countries. Really? Well, because I look at my, you know, I look at the messages to make so me feel good I. about myself. Yes. And uh, there's a lot of people that message me. Uh, so hello to all my fans in Africa. You know, it's funny, like you can on Instagram, it's really interesting. It's actually like a demographic breakdown of the people that like your photos or send you messages or send make comments. Yeah. Where's the most that from- you get? Mexico. Brazil. Oh, Mexico. And Mexico City. Sure. So males from the age of like 18 to 23 in Mexico, <laughs> basically, is 99% of that, which is wonderful. I just, I really, you know. The younger um, dudes like you. <laughs> a lot of people think, yeah, Raymond or, you know, yeah, Ramon you're, or whatever. You're Mexican, Spanish, yeah. yeah or or Spanish, Mexican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> By the way, French. we're here to clear this up. 
Tanya is French and yes. Jewish, Polish Jew. That's like right, me. Hungarian Jew. Yeah, Hungarian Jew. Oh, I said it Polish on your Wikipedia, but maybe we need to. Can yeah. we get the Wikipedia people to change that? Please. Especially now, in light of Ukraine, people should know that there's a difference. Um, that's right. Yeah, Jewish, Eastern Jew, European Jew, Jew, as am I. That's God, we right. have a lot in common. That's Eastern it. European Jews from we the valley. Do. I mean, well, oh no, you're, oh, you're all right. Sorry, Jesus. LA County, <laughs> let's be specific. <laughs> so, what was your first? Was Malcolm in the Middle your first thing that you did? I did one episode of a show called Providence, and then, um, oh, and then, yeah. like, very briefly, yeah. Melina Kana Karides as, yeah. as a little girl yeah. in flashback. And then uh, and then I did Malcolm in the Middle. And, and that, Malcolm in the Middle was one was of the other one. shows. Well, I just, it was another show as a kid that I watched because it was on the air. There were very few other like popular shows for kids like in my yeah. age range. And I was in love with Frankie Muniz, in love with him. Like I, yeah. he was my, I, I had pictures of him on my desk at school oh that God. I cut out pictures of his face from like teen magazines yeah. and like printed them out. So I got the role. <laughs> Did you and bring I already, Hello, Frankie. <laughs> no, but I was such a weird, I mean, I'm sure I, I was like completely obsessed with the kid and he was, you know, a couple years older than me. I must sure. be 12 years old, right? Or 11. And, um, I just their photos like behind the scenes photos of like the when I was in a couple of those episodes of me like hugging him and him like trying to push me away I mean it was really like wow I mean he must have thought I was obsessed I thought we were going to get married I mean that's really <laughs> in my mind that was a natural progression you know of things, what it just it's funny like a sign you from say God. that because we've got Frankie Munoz in the <laughs> zoom waiting room come on in Frankie hey I just but do, it I just uh, I just drive race cars now I don't have yeah, crazy. That's well, I think you made enough money. Um, but just so, and as a kid, like, yeah, I, I didn't even really know what TV shows were. Had you seen, well, you'd obviously seen that show, but like, did did it did did people recognize you at all, or just maybe the family were like, "Oh my god, congratulations!" Do you know what I mean? It was kind what of what, what, no. Like after that show, time? was the fam? No, I mean, like, did other oh. kids be like, "Oh, you're the girl from like that?" Must have been weird. Like, you start getting recognized as a twelve. I had no idea. I mean, you no know, one, no I was, was at a weird you. school. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like French people, you know, they're never going to call attention to anything at all. So, like, I had no right, idea French, really. Uh, and I was yes, really yes. focused on the work. Like, ever yeah, since yeah. a little kid, it's funny. Like, I understood the rules of the thing and and the work. Like just being able to do it mattered more to me than anything. And that no, hasn't of course. changed. Like, well, you're in it for the, I always like to say like people like you are in it for the right reasons. I mean, like I meet actors. But I never decided that it just, you know, happened. as a kid, you're not aware of those kinds of things. You know? But I feel like now, do. like I met you, I'm like, this actor is really cares about the process of what she's doing, you know, and not everybody is like that. I've been doing this for 26 years. I've met a lot of people. That, yeah, no, I know. I started. You were this was, way too. I started when I was seven. No, I know. I, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I recognize it because I, it's the way I am. And I think when I started working, I thought, well, everybody's going to have a great work ethic, and everyone's going to be fully committed, and everyone's going to be in it for the right reasons. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So when I meet someone like you, I'm like we're going to be friends because I really appreciated how seriously you took it. You know, how I much think there was a lot of people like that on Goliath was a really nice, I think throughout the years too, like a lot of, a lot of performers that had that real act. actors. Yeah. Especially that first season, man, which I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's the best uh, season. My God, do you realize how long ago that was? I have pictures in my phone of my like vanity selfies. Like yeah, I remember yeah. actually the morning that I met William Hurt was my first day on set. 
And wow. it was his first day too. Yeah. And I was, fuck. This was in 2015 or 2016 when we shot the pilot. Yeah. The first pilot, because we did oh, it a couple of okay. times and it went Right, right. These... You guys reshot the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's crazy. It was so crazy. I was wearing this like net mesh two-piece like bb like mall outfit stripper prostitute I, clothes i remember that outfit and, yes. and then i go and sit in the trailer it's like 5 42 in the morning like oh, super yeah. early welcome I'm to like hollywood everybody's first day and we're in this like at one of the studio lots but like in like a subterranean basement where they had set up the trailers and i walk in and hurt is there because you know he had a lot of prosthetic makeup for all of yeah. his like scars special effects stuff yeah. and that first year we we're all seeing the same trailers and i was looking at him on the we we're sitting on opposite ends of the yeah. trailer and i didn't know what to say and i said hi hi I'm <laughs> kiss of a spider and woman yeah, and he, that's right. he looked Wasn't at me. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He won yeah. an Oscar for that. Yeah, yeah. He looked he back. He looked at me and then looked back and looked at me again and then asked me if I believed in God. Um, and then that was his first say. question to me. Huh. And yeah. I was like, "It's five forty-five uh, in the morning." Yeah, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. That's <laughs> not the question you want to ask someone in the even first spoke. Thing There's so wild. Wow. So wild. Do you believe in God? We got to the, we got to get to the big, uh, I'm going to say the big break, maybe mm. the career changer, <laughs> a little show written by a friend of mine. Well, became a friend, uh, Damon Lindelof. Yes. Well, and I guess the pilot was JJ uh, Abrams. I remember a show called Lost. I remember when I met, I was on set on Alias and Damon was, this guy Damon was wearing a, a Star Wars shirt walking with JJ and he stopped me to say, they stopped to introduce me and he was like, oh, I love the show. I said, great. Oh, what are you, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Oh, we're meeting about this show about a crap plane crash on an, on an island. And yeah, we're kind of talking about it. I was like, oh, good luck with really? that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I swear to God. Sounds great. Like, Sounds terrible. And uh, no, no, I was like, what, like Fantasy Island? Like, what is it? And yeah. uh, I was like, okay, cool, man. Very nice to meet you. And then, of course, it became like, you know, a monster, monster hit. And that pilot was like the, the great. I just rewatched it with a friend of mine because she had never so seen did it I. over the Pando. Really? So the Pando. tell me. How you, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. So tell me, how did you get did you just audition? Obviously, those were in the days where we weren't putting ourselves on tape. So you That's went right. in. Was it April Webster that cast? Yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. April's the best. She April Webster actors. also alias, right? Yes. Well, yeah, originally it was Megan McConnell did the pilot. And so I didn't. I didn't read with April. She ended up doing the rest of this the show. thing though. She, Megan just did the pilot. I think Megan's out of the business now, but um, we're friends on Instagram. What's up, Megan? If I really, hey, I really <laughs> like these. I mean, that's, that, I miss so much that, but it's funny. Like it's something having support you know, in the, the room process yeah. that, that yeah. you dread, but like, I, I really like those women like, like Webster and, and some of these like, God, even, you know, Libby and, and the women who cast um, Goliath, like, have Living been around, done this for a long, long time, and uh, there's a it's an interesting relationship between casting director and, and actor. But anyway, yeah, I just auditioned. I think they were really looking for somebody. Like Rousseau, you were how old were you? Like Danielle's daughter, yeah. Although oh. none of that was public, but I think that was the idea at the time. I was 17 when I got cast. I turned 18 when I went there. Had you the seen beginning. the show at that point, or no? I'd never no. seen it. 
You're like, you're it's like, uh, Billy, you've never watched TV. You're like Johnny Depp in this trial that he's in. He's like, exactly like Johnny I, hear, Depp. I hear that uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean is that a lot of people it saw good. it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I yeah. hadn't know. What was I watching at the time? If I wasn't watching Lost? Good, good, good question. I was an idiot. Um, well, what season did Lost? Were you on? You were on the I second season. I came in at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, 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 yeah. I began at the end of season two. I guess it just started, but it was a pretty big hit at that time. I remember yeah, the one. It was a monster. I hit. turned it on just to see, kind of what it was about, uh, before I'd ever. And it was just the scenes between Jin and like the 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 Korean couple. Oh yeah, amazing. Daniel Kim and Eugene like in a scene together, and the whole thing amazing. was in Korean. Favorite and I said, "My characters. God, how do uh, Americans are watching this? How, how <laughs> this is in Korean?" Well, they were the only couple that didn't speak in English, so it made. I, but no, they. That show they took a lot great. of risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I had no idea. You flew out to, to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had you ever been to Hawaii I, before? <laughs> never. It's my first time. No, never had. And I thought, um, yeah, it was like uh, it, the whole thing felt like a dream from the beginning. I, I, I'd never been in a place that was so Did your beautiful. mom go with you? Because you were 17. You probably could go on your I had own. some kind of, I wasn't emancipated, but I had some kind of a work like a GED work permit thing. And I graduated right. from high school early. So like I was able to go like alone. And anyway, my mom was always like, if you're going to do this, you better fucking be an adult. Otherwise, you know, mm. prove yourself. Cause I'm not going to babysit you through the whole thing. Um, uh, but very proud, obviously, you know, mom. Yeah. Parents, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, but she did come eventually. Yeah. But um, in the beginning, uh, yeah, it was like heaven on earth. I couldn't, uh, it was, it looked exactly like a postcard. It was as beautiful as, I, I couldn't believe it, it's funny with lost. I don't think lost would have been what it was if it hadn't shot there. Yeah. I can't, I still can't fathom that this was on network television. When I watch that pilot again, it's insane. I think how it's the hell did they pilot. shoot 23, 24 episodes a year on film? I mean, think about alias, same film. thing, right? Yeah, You're film. doing hour long episodes. I feel like they switched to digital on lost towards the end though. No, never. The never. last season. Because that mm-hmm. was right around the time digital was happening. We no. said it was film until the end. Yeah, film until the end. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, like I was reading this article about about Breaking Bad, which was on film, and then the network wanted to shoot Better Call Saul on digital. On digital, and Vince Gilligan said no, absolutely not. And then they showed him a side by side person color. He's like, I can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference. All right. So it's really how you light it. But the early days of digital, when you watch some television shows right at the beginning, you're like, this kind of looks like an adult film. You know what I mean? Like, because it wasn't poorly lit. I mean, it was poorly lit. They didn't quite figure out how to do it. But I mean, Lost looked great the whole time. Just for some reason, I thought it was uh, the last season was right. They switched. I I could be wrong, but I almost, I mean, was it did I have mean, more of like a was... like a blown out look that last season. Like it wasn't. It might have. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I just watched say... it again and I was like, oh, it looks a little, a little really? more, uh, less um, three dimensional. I don't know not, if I was only to the in... undrained eye. I'm not saying it was didn't look. I good. mean, spoiler, you know, but it's been a couple of years. I died in season four and came back. Wait, what? Time, so I'm not 100 percent sure that I was in the last season. Maybe no. in the beginning. And why weren't you in the end in the church? I know. Why didn't they bring you back for that? That was when all the characters came back. I watched that pilot and I'm like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, it was probably wasted on me at the time. I had no concept, which maybe was good. But the funny thing about working on it and acting on it was um, the fact that it was all shot there. I mean, 
uh, it would never have been what it was if it had been anywhere else. If we'd shot it in LA or they were, you know, the cast and the crew and the show making, even though it was like a huge success at the time, was like very isolated, very separate from all that. So it never really felt like a job, kind of similar to Goliath. And I think with Billy's energy and the energy of all of us, like working on the show together, like, you, well, you Goliath, forgot. you did before. Sorry to interrupt. You did like no one, like the whole season was done before it aired. So you don't know right, the reaction. But, but the loss had already been on. But you're saying that you didn't, you, you weren't receiving any sort of reaction because you were just, well, in the I'm bubble. just, well, but also, and everybody was to a certain extent. I think that's like a re, another reason why it was so great because it wasn't like self referential. It was all done. I mean, right. because it was like so separate and so isolated from like the business and all that, it, you could kind of disappear more into the story. And I think you gave yeah. that that feeling of realness and magic and mystery and all the cool things that people love about, about the show. But like, right. I remember shooting sequences where there'd be like 15, 16, 25 of us cast members in these big, big, huge scenes huge with like scenes. pouring yeah. torrential downpour of rain, like in the middle of the jungle. Rain machines. With all this real rain and fake yeah. rain. Rain machines yeah. wearing like you know, wearing like scuba suits, like under our clothing, getting poured on and rained on for like 15 hours straight. And then, you know, reloading the camera with film, like every two and a half minutes yeah. for these long roll takes. Out, like, roll out, roll out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, are you kidding like, me? It was in the middle of my take. Yeah. Camera guys hiding under palm trees, like with like plastic tarps with like, you know, wild like pigs and animals and shit, like running around in the yeah. background, like just oh, like trying man. to re reload the rolls of film. And a couple of times I remember, so the camera guys talking, we had to come back and shoot portions of the finale episodes. And this is like a couple of years in. Because, you know, they would also have to ship the rolls of film back to the back to States. to L.A. from yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. The States. Mainland. <laughs> basically, basically yeah. the States. Yeah. Mainland. Well, I guess Hawaii um, and, is, a, is a state. but And a couple of, well, you yeah. wouldn't think you were there, especially back then. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times they would, the, the film had been x-rayed. So there would be like uh, weeks, like like days oh, of, of, no. of shoot lost. Yeah, no. I mean, Are destroyed. you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, we had to go back and reshoot. Yeah, the rain stuff you had to reshoot. Not the Massive. rain stuff in particular, but I remember big oh. se- like finale sequences when they were like ultimate secrecy, oh, like man. didn't release scripts, like wouldn't tell anybody what was going on. We would shoot finales sometimes for two like two months straight. The two finale episodes. Or some, I'm sure, I'm sure some of the actors were no. pissed. <laughs> it was just it is what know. it is. But I, yeah. I think it really had a profound effect on 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 everyone involved, especially the actors that were there. Yeah. You know, for the whole show. I mean, it's just. What a cool, what a cool piece of art. What a cool series. Awesome. What what do you remember any um particular moment acting wise that felt like you had a 17, 18 year old breakthrough of like, oh, this is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause you're so you're pretty young at that point. Like, was there any moment that you felt like, oh, I I feel like I'm going to the next level of understanding because we're always constantly learning. <laughs> I feel like I'm still learning, you know, this many years I think- in. I mean, it, they were, it was like a serious group of real professionals. On yeah, yeah. Again, Terry O'Quinn and yeah, yeah. Incredible. Some like, some Hawaiian, like, like life force energy of, of like some kind of weird mysticism that I'm yeah. not like a weird, I'm not like falsely spiritual in that way, especially in regards to work. But I do think that they're energetically speaking about being there, like it it like focused the, 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 the work in a way that like, yeah. I mean, there was like people, it was very enjoyable and difficult, but like nobody fucked around. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it never felt like performing. I mean, especially well, even because you had the site, 
it was site specific. <laughs> You're in, I mean, there were obviously some sets, but a lot of that stuff that you were doing. Very few. Yeah. It was in the, it was on location. It was always outside and on location. Yeah. Yeah. So you're there, you're running, you're doing it. Yeah. There's a camera there, but I'm still running. I'm not running through trees in a soundstage, which I've done before. You know what I mean? Where you're like, you're in the forest or like most TV shows, you're in the soundstage, you're in your home and there's just a backdrop with like the city of San Francisco. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and then it looks no real. Trailers. Like nobody ever really very, very few times that anyone ever like, re- there was no time. I mean, it was such a your trailer, right, like right, right. massive endeavor that you were just standing outside in the elements and the nature. And it kind of, it, you know, it works on you after a while you enter yeah. into the, the skin of the thing. It no longer feels like, like yeah. you're pretending. I remember Evangeline Lily saying when she, she was telling me when she shot the pilot, there's a sequence where in the first episode they're getting chased by the smoke monster for the first yeah, time yeah. and she has no idea what it is she's running away from the like the, the crane the, tail the camera or something yeah yeah but i'm, I'm saying fall- like they the way they were shooting mm-hmm. it. yeah it's following her through the woods uh through the sorry through the jungle and she yeah. like hides and like in midst like a tree and she's like hyperventilating it's pouring rain on her and she'd said like when they shot that sequence like it took like many many hours and when she got home this is after like 15 hours of shooting outside in the rain she had to like run on the like she was so cold and like so messed up from like being rained on for so long and all this like crazy emotion that she had to like run on the treadmill for like two and a half hours just to like like get her like pulse back you know and that kind of stuff happened all the time like i yeah makes sense yeah it was it was um i think it being so physical really helps you know because you kind of forgot about what you were doing acting wise you know? it takes you out of the your mm-hmm. head it takes you out of your head you're because i always find like now for me the one of the reasons why i really like acting is it's very similar for me to meditating or yoga because you're really just i'm present in this moment mm-hmm. i'm present in this moment i'm present in this moment i just now know how to focus on the moment that's happening i don't get ahead of myself i'm talking to this person i'm trying to get this from this person i'm talking and there the set the energy the elements help you get to that meditative state of of acting which is just like i don't have to perform i'm just existing in this moment you know michael emerson what a great actor i could yeah blanked on his name i mean another legendary actor that guy he kind of came out of nowhere i remember looking him up he had done quite a bit you know he was kind of a journeyman actor but that from New York and had done a lot of theater. I remember I was on set like for his first episode or two, but back when neither he nor I like knew what characters we were playing and the whole thing was kind of a secret. Oh, right. Cause he was the guy who landed in the balloon. That Benjamin gets stuck Linus, in Benjamin the net. Linus. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. And I remember talking father. to him and yeah. he and I sat like, they just, ha- we, we had found ourselves sat next to each other, but just because like our little like cubby hole rooms where we were changing happened to be next to one another. They'd written our names in the front yeah. and we introduced ourselves. And I said, who are you playing? Cause like half the time we didn't know who, who was who. Right, right. And he said, I'm this man that uh, like Henry Gale, I think was his character. Henry Gale. Yeah. 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 I got stuck in uh, in a net in the tree. And I think I'm, I'm only here for an episode or two. Who do you play? Oh that was how the whole thing started. An yeah. Episode or two. Daughter and all that. Yeah. You had no idea. Who are you playing? You're like, I, but when, Rousseau, um, Alex Rousseau. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman who played Mira, your mom. No, Mira, passed, yeah. Mira, she, she passed, passed away. away. Was, I know. I know. Were you guys pretty, believe. did you keep in touch after? I mean, I know it's hard with people. I we never, did keep in touch for some time. And she had a young son named Marcos and like, 
Yeah. I don't know, man. That, she was, she, uh, she again, really was an impassioned has, performance, man. And very intense. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, and really felt like my mom. You she know, did. I mean, it's crazy. One, yeah, yeah. one of the first times that we ever really met in person was like these scenes we had to shoot where we were like supposed to be reunited as like mother and daughter. For I the remember first time. that scene. Yeah. Incredible. And I remember the way that we had shot that. Like, I think it was like, was it in Kualoa? I can't. I can't remember, but it might've been one of the locations where they shot some portions of Jurassic park or something. So you're in this incredible like Valley that gives way to these huge, like gigantic mountain ranges, mountaintops. And to get the cast and the crew, like to the top of the mountain, they would take some people like on ATVs with all the equipment to go all the way to the top oh of the mountain. Yeah. There'd be some kind of like a flat Valley, like a Mesa at the top. And I remember one of the first times, cause there's such a big cast. You don't meet a lot of the people, even yeah. if you're like quote unquote related one of the first times I was ever on set with her was like at the top of that mountain as like the sun was like rising or setting. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. As we're like brought at the top of ATVs to meet like this woman who supposedly is my mother for the first time. And you like, never met her as an actor at that point at all. No, because I don't think we ever crossed paths. We right, hadn't right. been in any scenes together up until that yeah. point, And it was all kind of, <laughs> so a lot of weird, <laughs> so, like life, Im yeah. you know, like art imitating life kind of stuff on that show. Really did you happen, do a but, did you do like a substitution or something to kind of create this since you had never met her and this was a reunion? Like, how did you as an actor get into that moment? You're just like, all right, well, I, can't remember. I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember so long searching ago. her face and she's so emotive and, and like so powerful that all yeah. I had to do is like I also I like if somebody cries, I cry. If, yeah. You know, especially if it's like a parent figure and, you know, you can go into the like. Freudian analysis of all that, but like it all like substitution, but but. I think the writing was so good on that show that, you know, all of like the hopes and dreams of Danielle, like wanting to find her daughter and meet her daughter, like it all kind of led up until that moment and you could kind of feel it as an actor. And so I guess, you know, because she had already been of, on the show for a while. I mean, so she, she had, had been, up that, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I think since the first season, she's very yeah. intense and in, in her, uh, she had like a, that, like a, like a fix it. Fit, uh, Fixated. Uh, de regard, what's it in English? Um, like a very like a focused kind of look about her eyes, the like really like connected with your soul. And many actors have that on there. Yeah, that was crazy. Wow. I, I, really I think you like had to have that on that show, like you said. Because, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. No, I was just thinking about that, like with Alias and Lost and a lot of those big shows of the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. They would just work the crew. Now they like all of these studios have these 12 hour max because so many people, a lot of the crew were getting sleepy on the way home. There were some car accidents. There were some things happening and it just was like enough already. Like on alias, I remember like 14 hour days, 15 hour days, 16 hour days. And I know on lost too, right? There were some long days forcing calls or did you not experience that? Yeah, sure. But I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't anything like, um, like the Jack and Kate characters like Fox and, and Lily right. or you know, sure. Holloway or these guys that are in, you know, practically every scene. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was an arduous shoot simply yeah. for the physicality of it, that it would take, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if now by today's standards with, with like what we're used to and, and the pace of things as they are and, the fact that like uh, a 10 episode or 12 episode season is, is kind of normal and yeah. sort of standard practice now, if, if that could even, it seems unfathomable when I think about something like Alias or I think about something like Lost. I mean, maybe this is like boring shop talk, but like how, yeah. how the fuck it's so much work. It's a, it's a, it's a movie every single week and yeah. a half essentially. Cause how long, how many shoot days did you guys have per episode a week? 
Seven days? Eight days. Sometimes there'd be two units. Mm-hmm. They do some extra. I was just talking to Jen about that. And she, because she had a birthday party. Happy birthday. 50th birthday, Jennifer. Garner. I saw on your Instagram. That's right. Yeah. She's uh, one of those she, women that she's like. She's listening. We hope. She looks so. She hasn't changed at all. And she, no. she has that. Certain actors have this. You have that too. Like a really wonderful. This is a compliment. Like a, like a, like a childlike like a like an expression of like you see that person as they were as a kid always uh, on their face it doesn't yeah. matter if they're a million years old or 20 years old it doesn't it's that like spirit she has that this you have where you want to be these are your friends but are they real friends do they love you as much as me are you sure this is where you want to be? She was just saying that, like about all of the stunt work and the you getting up at three in the morning, working out, going to set for 16 hours, forcing her call all the time. And she's like, I didn't know. I just always said yes, you know. And she's like, and I just, like, it was so insane. She wanted to do a lot of her stunts that first year not that she like did every single stunt but she did the stunt and then her physicality was so good she reminds me in a way of like evangeline because evangeline also is very physical very right and she wanted to do the most she could probably sorry to interrupt yeah she was she was in it right i love that yeah i mean i think they wanted Evie, Evie probably want isn't that what people call her Evie I'm pretending <laughs> we're homies Evie uh, want, I did meet her she was in New York for the upfront she was very friendly um, awesome. she wanted to probably do as much as she could because you know when you're like the running around and all the physicality you had to do in loss like the actors can do that like kicking someone in the face or getting shot or rolling down a hill sure you may have a stunt person do that just because it's like insurance and god forbid something happens or you hit your head or they don't want to lose the actor it's 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 less about (laughs) honestly it's less about like the actor like oh we're worried about you as like oh no this could shut down production (laughs) no and also there there are things that that stunt people do that just look better i mean obviously that's their profession yeah 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 yeah. all right we're gonna wrap this up you were great anything else is there anything else we that you want to say to the to the the did we do itters out in the world do you want to I give think, as a, what what advice do you have oh you know what actually i asked let me see i may have a question for you from a fan hold on let me see what i got here well i posted something on the instagram this morning but it might not have it might not have uh oh here we go uh cassie randolph who happens to be my sister wrote just finished my lost rewatch. She watched the entire series. And then there's a lost podcast by Josh Mm -hmm. Wiggler and this other guy. And uh, I can't remember his name. Sorry, other guy. And um, they talked about the show and whatever. And I listened to some of them. He's a really nice guy. I actually talked to him about possibly doing an alias rewatch podcast, but Mm. sounds like a lot of work. Uh, She wrote justice for Alex. Mm. Yes. I agree. That's not really a question. I don't know what that means. Um, well, the show ended in 2010. So that's what, 12 years ago now. Yeah. Alex died probably in 2007 mm. or eight. Were you bummed? For Alex. Yeah. Were you bummed yeah, when, that, when you read that? Okay. Did Real they call quick, you so, first? Yeah, yeah. No, 
we'll, we'll wrap it after, up on this story. Well, Tell me. Okay, quickly. Uh, back when scripts were messengered, also, you know, Lost was like yeah. super hyper secretive. So they would sure. just drop off these unmarked envelopes at my house sure. and we'd get the scripts printed. There was no email. There was no, no. The, the, oh my God, we're so real old. Bad for the environment, the paper waste. No, I it used was. to have to go pick up my audition sides and scripts at my agents it was like at metropolitan when they when my i've had the same agent dan baron he's been on the podcast i'm sure you've heard it uh for years i'd have to pick him up from this lockbox on wilshire and uh that's so wild yeah in mid-city before show facts before the sides being faxed and all that no they were but like when you had to pick up the full script they were like just come yeah. on by the office and then i'd always yeah. have to go in and like Dog yeah. and pony it around. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just picking up my material. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. my God. Look at it now with so much nostalgia. It's, it's crazy what it does. And we have so much access to everything. And, and so tell and me the I, story. So you got the script. Wait, I want to hear the story about you got the script about you dying on the show. Yeah, the, the two episodes or so, you know, and and, and there's no Season way to five. communicate. Season five or season four, season four. Season four, okay. Four, I can't remember what episode. Um, I was, are you kidding me? I was wrecked. I mean, wrecked, yeah. wrecked. I mean, yeah. you're always, no, I was wrecked. I remember sitting in my bedroom reading and cry, like crying, you know? And then they I didn't call the you first? Like Damon Carlton didn't call you, Carlton? He called me, the, I mean, like a, like a day or two or so after. But I mean, how do you know when you're going to receive something? Whatever, it was simultaneous kind of. But I do remember reading oh. it before. He didn't realize uh, that you had already read it or he didn't know that you had read. He was I like, just so you know. Quite sure. Oh, right, right, right. But then I don't think I'd ever met. I, I'd met Q's definitely a couple of times, but I'd never met Lynn Loughlin in person because everything was so. like. Yeah, they were in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Segmented. Um, uh, but then, uh, but, you know, you get the script sometime in advance. So you have like a little bit of time to decompress. You got like a week or two to like mourn the death of your character. Than oh, you show man. Up. You do what you have to do. Did they give but, you some uh, applause at the end? And that's a series wrap for uh, Tanya. There was never a series wrap though, because oh. uh, because everybody would always come back, you know. So there was always at oh, least right. that hope, and then it did happen, which was cool. But yeah, I remember that day very well. Man, it just wrecked. Well, because also you have yeah, you had all the 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 various you know the sideways flashbacks, the side flashbacks, yeah. the back flashbacks, right. the forward flashbacks. Right. We have right. to go back, right. Jack. We have to go, or which we have is to go also back. so not so novel when you think about when it was like. Now it's like such a common device. You see it in almost every single show. Is about like there's some yeah. time travel you know storyline. But yeah, at the time, yeah, it's wild. Wow. I actually Crazy. found the end of the show much more resonant in the rewatch than I did the first time. Just that concept of like, you know, the way that it was structured in terms of when you didn't, how do I phrase it? Like when something didn't uh, resonate in your life that you didn't need, you could only really survive on the things uh, that you did need i don't know there was something about mm. the concept of that you know flash sideways that really resonated with mm. me and then that meet up in the church i know there was a lot of controversy <laughs> over the uh, then, i mean it's controversy over the finale of the sopranos how do you end something like that and it lost even more so because there seemed to have so been or at least they yeah. intimated that that there was like a big like a true like a unlocking the real 
you know, the mystery, the truth but, about, about it. But life, it doesn't work that way. You know, no, and I always say like, it's really about the characters and it's about the journey and it's about the relationship with the characters. That's what the show is. Like, why is everyone so obsessed with the narrative? I'm like, don't be attached to outcomes, people. Like, that's not the reason why you're watching this. What you remember about that show is the relationship between the characters and the way that they evolved. You know what I mean? And you know and what's that's crazy what you'll is that everything, everything is set in the pilot. Like, I mean, and and I know right. for a fact, I mean, it's for sure that a lot of that stuff was developed after the fact and it went through a lot of different iterations and casting and all that. But if you really look at the pilot, I mean, it gives you kind of all the answers. It, they, they, it's an incredible feat what they pulled off. For it. When you say iterations, it makes me think of Saeed saying iterations. <laughs> I just watched Naveen in the the dropout show on Hulu. Oh, with Holmes, he's great in it. I auditioned for that. I guess I didn't get it because oh, it's already fuckers. done. It's already done filming in my yeah, self tape. Anyway, listen. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> you did it. Everyone, no, go see go see Deep Blue Sea number three. Is that out yet? Oh, it's, it is already out. You can watch right. it on um, Amazon or you know anything. Check out Goliath all five seasons on. Amazon five seasons, right? Uh, four seasons. Four, get, check out all four seasons. <laughs> but especially season one. Season one's the best. And yeah. uh, check out Deep Blue Sea. Check out Lost. What else <laughs> we got to check out to see the canon? That's good. I that's, mean, uh, you've done a lot. Enough. What about the one where you were doing that's, you know, like the swashbuckling? I never saw that. That you one looked good. We don't need to you know, over, turn over every stone. <laughs> I'm here to support you. All right. And we're looking for Thanks everybody for coming to Did We Do It. Did We Do It. Kyle and Kevin gonna shoot the shit. Pit something, do it, do it. Kevin and Cage coming your wage. That's what they always do. Good night, everybody. Please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. It will really help me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.